Hey everybody, Doug Addison here. Welcome to Spirit Connection. It is Spirit Connection Live and it's, uh, uh, it is October 4th, 2017. So glad you could join us. We've got our full team with us in the chat room and I got a prophetic word, uh, a bunch of prophetic words for, uh, for the month of October and even kind of flowing over into the next couple months. And if you've never joined us before, uh, we've got Pam in the chat room as well, who's in the whole entire Enlight team, a bunch of them over there. And we're gonna, you could uh, actually chat in your questions if you have some. We're going to go into some Q and A halfway through the the um, broadcast, and also uh, I've got some things that you want to. Oh my goodness, you want to stay till stay till uh, you want to stay through. Don't skip out because I got some things I want to announce, but. I uh, got some uh, brand new stuff to focus on here, and the Lord gave me a strategy on how we can shift the spiritual atmosphere over us, uh, you know. But first, we want to acknowledge the victims of the floods, the storms, the earthquakes, fires, the shootings, all the stuff that's going on right now. I want to acknowledge that, and and um, I've got. I just wanted to start out praying, Father. We we just say, Lord. You are in command. You are still in charge. We just ask your Holy Spirit to come now. Pray for peace. We kick out the spirit of fear. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. And that you are the God of love. So we know that your great love is for us. And that we know that this is not from you. And and so, Father, we just ask right now that through this broadcast... Uh, and those watching uh, live or uh, later on, that you would flow right now. Your Holy Spirit would flow and and release these words and flip the spiritual atmosphere in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, a lot of people ask me, how can God allow these things to happen that's going on, especially with with the shootings that are going that just happened in Las Vegas? And and uh, the answer is really simple. And I sometimes forget that that not everyone shares my my view of God, which is God is love. He is absolute love. How I mean, God's great love for us never forces anyone. This is what people say. How could a God of love, if God really loved us, allow this stuff to happen? And this is this is check this out. I want you to share this with others if if you've never heard this. The answer is very simple. Is because He loves us so much. He never forces himself on anybody. We have free will. That's his love. And because other people might not choose that. They, they, they choose evil, and evil is increasing in the world right now. Then that's why we see these killings and shootings. It's not God's will for these things to happen at all, but God's getting the blame. So what we're actually seeing right now, Jesus said, is in Matthew 24, the hearts of many are growing cold. And so, Lord, we just ask right now for all of the victims of the of Texas, of Florida, the Caribbean islands, Puerto Rico, anywhere that around the world that we don't even know about in my uh, northern hemisphere, uh, the North America uh, mindset here, but all over the world, we know that you're you're moving right now. We pray for fast recovery. We pray for miracles, for healing, and those who need food and water. We pray also uh, just that you would now bring about a supernatural healing. Comfort the families, Father. Visit them in with your love right now in Jesus' name. You know, uh, this is a time that God start looks. God, 
when these things happen, people start looking for God. They start looking. That's why it's so important right now. You know, we have people everywhere who are wondering, where is this God of yours? And uh, we have to be sure that we're a good representative right now. So we have people reaching out to the Lord or, you know, reaching out to, to religion or religion, really reaching out to something. We've got to be careful. We're not turning people off right now, honestly, uh, because we have to make the, the gospel is the good news. We have to be careful how we're communicating right now and that we're doing it in a way that uh, is comforting. I've got some good news. The Lord's still in charge. He has a plan. And here's a prophetic word for October 2017. This is the start of the Jewish New Year. It's also the release of revelation from heaven. So expect to see a lot of dreams, visions, interaction with heaven. Uh, whether you're aware of it or not, it's going to happen throughout October. The heavens are open for revelation right now. God is imparting things that you need for the upcoming season. Plans and strategies are flowing and You'll, uh, you know, you'll need to recover your losses because there's been some, some things happen. So the Lord's going to start releasing the plans to do that. Repayment is coming. To, so get ready to receive. And I want to encourage you to not be afraid. Don't worry about how things look right now. Listen to me. God is in control. He's not causing tragedies. He's not causing difficult times. It's Satan. It's the enemy of your soul trying to distract us from the coming revival, from the coming great blessings, from the coming of what God's releasing right now. And yes, this is difficult times. Here's what I recommend. Stay in prayer. Stay in worship. Focus on the Lord. Refrain from complaining and being fearful. This is so important because the, the spiritual atmosphere can get closed down around you if you get into negativity. Whatever you, you know, it's very clear that if you agree together with something, if you're agreeing with fear, then it's going to be over. You know, that's it. If you're agreeing with negativity. We're to agree together. It will be done. We want to make sure we break through that and agree with the Lord. Honest. Whatever you sow, you reap. That's why it's important right now not to complain. Psalm 17.3. Though you probe my heart, though you examine me in the night and test me, you will find that I have planned no evil. My mouth has not transgressed. This is really important because what you sow is what you reap. And we need to be very careful how we speak right now, first of all, because we have all these people looking for the Lord. For the Lord. And we need to be careful about how we're conducting ourselves. The Apostle Paul says, be careful how you act towards outsiders. Let your speech always be full of grace, seasoned as if it were with salt, so they may know how to uh, answer everyone. We don't want to, uh, you know, have salt in our guns, you know, the salt gun. I know what you need. <laughs> Blow someone away with the truth. No, we want to be kind and compassionate, like Peter says. You know, yeah, be ready to give an answer for what you believe, but do so with gentleness and love. It's important to step away from speaking anything that brings division lacks love, lacks encouragement. And I asked the Lord specifically this week why we're seeing the fierce storms, the shaking and the violence. And he spoke to me very clear. And he told me this. He says, listen, it has to do with the negative whirlwind that's alive in the hearts and out of the mouths of many people right now. And it's also delaying revival. It's closing the heavens for blessing. And he spoke to me this. I didn't even know this verse. Not like I looked this verse up to match what I heard. I, but he said, Hosea 8, verse 7. 
And uh, they that sow the wind and reap the whirlwind, the stalk has no head, it produces no flower. Were it, to, were it to yield grain, foreigners would swallow it up. So this is the word of the Lord. Listen, this is what he said to me. My people are complaining and sowing, grumbling and anger, causing, uh, their, uh, causing uh, their own things to close down over them. And this Lord said, this is not my doing. They're coming into agreement with the voice of the accuser and the spirit of the fruit of darkness. And, I, you know, I've, I've, listen, God's called you to speak words of life. There's, that's why there's so much uh, in the Bible about put a muzzle on your mouth. Be careful how you speak. James says, this is the time. You know, we're seeing violent outbreaks all over the world. We're also seeing a delay in revivals. We're seeing a delay in things. Hosea 8, 7. Take a look at it. And the word, look, the word for wind, those who sow in the wind, reap the whirlwind. The Hebrew word is ruah, also translated to anger. So we have to be careful that we're not sowing in anger or let's just say frustration. Let's just say anything that's not of love. Many people have been sowing in anger, frustration, rebellion, and revenge. And the spirit is now starting to take over in the hearts of people. Christians and, and uh, Christians and non-Christians. And we have an assignment, though. I want to say it. You have an assignment to carry the words of life. These are the words that are not of the angry wind. So the Lord said to me, tell people to stop complaining and calling us away from idle arguments, divisions, focuses on our own efforts. And we want to be very careful right now. God's agenda is different than this. This is a time to rally together in intercession to bless people. This is a time that we need to love our enemies and pray for those who maybe you feel are persecuting you. Maybe they don't agree with you. This includes political and social injustice causes, religious and spiritual disagreements. There is power in agreement, friends. Matthew 5, Jesus says, but I tell you, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, even on Twitter and Facebook. Listen, especially there. Many people have lost their authority in prayer because they're coming into agreement with the accuser of the brethren. This is Revelation 12.10. That's a title of Satan. We don't want to do that. So I want you to do a check in your life right now. What, what's the fruit you're seeing? Are you seeing anything? Are you seeing answered prayer? Are you seeing financial blessings? You know what? Uh, are people coming to you for wisdom or are they avoiding you? Because you might think you're getting persecuted, but it's actually that you're sowing in the wrong spirit. And there's a good chance that we got to make it a, 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 an adjustment. That's what the Lord told me. He says, my people need to make an adjustment. This is not my opinion. This is what the Lord has been telling me. And I have encounters every day in the courts of heaven. The courts of heaven are so jam-packed with complaints right now. There's grumbling. It's clogging up the heavens. It's slowing down your answers to prayer. It's slowing down revival. So I just want to say, we just need to, you know, uh, we need to make that adjustment to stop retweeting or tweeting things that are, you know, the things that tick you off or you don't like or whatever. Think about this. The Lord is calling us to be ministers of reconciliation. We must do this. And so the shaking we're seeing right now is the coming revival. It's birth pains, Jesus said. It's also the Lord shaking the world, including the church. 
so that what can't be shaken will remain. He's calling us to step away from fear, to step into his perfect love. He's calling us away from divisions and into unity. And this is what's happening. I wrote a, a, a blog on this recently, Matthew 24, 6 and through 8. Jesus said this, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See to it that you're not alarmed. Can you underline that in the spirit? Don't be alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is yet to come. People are thinking it's the end of the world. Jesus is coming back. No, it's been delayed. The return of Jesus has been delayed because there needs to be a revival. And there's over a billion people at least that need to come in first. Nation will rise against nation. Kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, earthquakes, and various places, but these are the beginning of birth pains. These are the words Jesus spoke, directly referencing what's in the happening in the world right now. We are seeing catastrophic events that are biblical proportions. And this is the time, listen, to be encouraged. This is the time because God's setting us up for the great revival, one of the greatest shows on earth. So get ready for this to, to happen. And uh, Matthew 24, a little bit further down uh, in verse 12, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. That's what's going on right now. But those who stand firm to the end will be saved. Listen, you want to not let your love grow cold. I mean, if someone decides to uh, protest something you don't like, don't let your love grow cold. We need to actually take a stand right now Stop complaining and start praying. Stop complaining and start praying. This is a word of the Lord right now. And I have an assignment in prayer. I Yeah, I have an opinion. I do. I am political. In fact, I'm writing the president. I write, I'm very active, but I'm not out there bashing other people because that is not the spirit of the Lord. And the gospel of the kingdom is going to be preached to the whole world as a testimony I'm just saying, this is what's going on right now. We're in this time of Matthew 24. We're in the time of Hosea 8, 7, that, that the angry wind has been released. And here's why. The next revival is going to require a lot of finances because tragedies are happening right now all over the earth. So we need money for humanitarian purposes, for restoration of communities, cities, and nations. It's happening right now. We can't rely on the government. We need to get kingdom-level finances. Also, the largest revival that's coming. These revival meetings aren't going to be like anything we've seen. I'm telling you, it's going to be so different. The church probably won't even... Uh, many people in the religious sector won't think it's of the Lord. That's the way every revival's been. So now that's why, uh, you know, I, I've actually seen glimpses in heaven. I don't know exactly what it looks like, but the Lord has shown me things. Expect it to be strange. Expect to be uh, stretched. It's geared towards people who currently don't go to church or that are considered an abomination by many people in the church. So that's, listen, that's why we need kingdom finances because of this. Hebrews 12, 26 and 27. This is what's happening. At this time, his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised once more, I'm going to shake not only the earth, but the heavens. Now listen, this is not judgment. The words once more indicate the removing of what cannot be shaken so that what can be shaken will remain. The Lord said right now, he's answering your prayers for this. I heard him say, 
What people don't understand is the shaking that's happening is the answer of a prayer that's been prayed for decades, if not centuries, from Proverbs 13, 22. But the wealth of the wicked or the sinner is stored up for the righteous. Many people have been praying this prayer and not realizing the Lord is now answering it. But before he can take the wealth that has been stored up for the righteous or for righteous acts, we must rid ourselves of the same spirit, the same spirit of gossip, complaining, grumbling, anger, division, strife. Uh, you know, just honestly, we've got to get rid of those things so that God can now bring those blessings. He can bring the kingdom finances. He's shaking your life right now. Your family, your business, your churches, everything is shaking so that what cannot be shaken is going to remain and we're going to see something happen very, very soon regarding this. He's going to do this to get our attention, first of all, to, to, not, to get us to focus on the kingdom and not the world around us. This is why there's such a great shaking. I, you know, that's the only thing I can say is it is a shaking because the Lord's releasing a strategy right now. We're going to see something come. It's going to be pretty wild. Zechariah 11.4. This is what the Lord says, pastor my flock marked for slaughter. The Lord spoke to this to me. This is the group. This is the next, if you want to know the next revival, it's Zechariah 11.4. It's the the flock or the outcasts that are marked for slaughter. Also look at Ezekiel 34. You'll see the same thing. It's geared towards those that have been mistreated, forgotten, neglected, not loved, considered an abomination, not accepted within the many churches. Uh, many of God's people have gone away and uh, uh, from the very thing that Jesus has commanded us to love. So when we're not loving those people, then we're not doing the things that, God, that Jesus had asked us. And so the opposite of, you know, what happens is if you start getting in, in arguments with people who believe the opposite of you, you're not showing love. There needs to be some type of tolerance here for those who are mature. Love's an amazing gift. And somehow we've misplaced it. And it's the biggest thing that Jesus said. He's the greatest commandment. The Apostle Paul backs it up. We've got to be very careful to not let our beliefs, our quest for holiness, our doctrinal purity, purity our, our protests, we've got to be very careful to not let it divide us from those who need God's love who might be agreeing with the opposite. And so when I share my message about this, people think, my goodness, I get all kinds of responses back that I'm compromising the truth and my goodness, all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that's far from the truth. You know, truth without love is not love at all. If we stand for the truth without considering a person's ability to receive it, then we might as well be what the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. People won't understand us. We need to be careful on how we are, uh, how we're speaking right now, and how we're acting and conducting ourselves on the internet and places like that. <clears throat> and so, it's not about what we believe so much. It's really just understanding a per- person and help demonstrate Jesus' unconditional love. You know, he never forced himself on anybody, his opinion. Instead, listen, he stooped down and he was willing. He kneeled down. He knelt down on one knee, I believe he was on the ground with the woman uh, that was caught in adultery. And so 
I'm just saying right now, 1 Peter 5, 6, Peter says, Humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. It's humility and it's God's love that's going to get you promoted in this season. So I hear someone, I heard someone say that, you know, God never forces himself on anyone because he's free will, right? Then why are God's people trying to force their opinions on others? That's a good question. Coming out of the wilderness is what's going to really help many people because I think here's what happens. People get stuck in the wilderness. They haven't seen the Lord move. We've been dry on revivals. And what happens then is we can start picking on each other. And, you know, like, uh, you ever gone to the zoo and seen the monkey island? And the p- monkeys are picking on each other, picking off fleas. Because you get bored. You, you know, you'll get bored because you're not doing the work of the kingdom. Then we end up in a wilderness and we start coming up with, with arguments and vain, you know, vain arguments. I want to tell you, get ready. God's going to, he's going to start moving on many people who've been in the wilderness, been in a dry season, the dark night of the soul. And uh, this is a time I've been prophesying this 24-hour turnaround. In fact, the Lord told me that many people listening to my voice right now are going to experience something in 24 hours. Just like Joseph came out of prison in Genesis 41, it was a 24-hour turnaround. This includes those who are stuck in that dark night of the soul, stuck in the wilderness. There are several reasons why this could be happening to you or someone you know. But there's only one way out, and that's through the doorway marked humility. It's about that big. In other words, you have to humble yourself. You have to to lay down your agenda to get through that door. I've had to. And now I want to tell you, the, the heavens are open because I stopped grumbling. That was the secret for me to get the daily prophetic words, the weekly, monthly. To hear the Lord clearly is when I stopped grumbling and complaining. If someone is hurting or wounded uh, by the political swirl that's going on, we need to be willing then to kneel down and be careful uh, with our voices right now. And what, you know, I, I don't want to repeat it again and again. It really is important for us, like because like never before. People are actually reaching out and we don't want them to really reach out to other religions because they can't find uh, love in, in God's people. I'm telling you, I've, I've seen this. I, I'm an uh, evangelist, outreach specialist. I talk to people all the time. I get, I get the insight over, my, over the years. I've, I've gotten insight into what people are saying out there and we want to be very careful that we don't uh, turn people off and um, that we're actually able to communicate in a way that uh, they're able to receive. So, <clears throat> you know, this, this is radical, what Jesus is, is saying. To be, to be the voice of love is radical, but it's no more radical than being the, the voice of negativity out there and the voice of disagreement. So get ready as God is calling you away from the swirl and start getting ready to look for those who have been the, the, like uh, Zechariah 11.4, the sheep marked for slaughter, according to Christians. Maybe the ones they pushed out. Maybe their own sons and daughters. These are people that you don't associate right, right now. Get ready for the spiritual outcasts. Get ready for entire cities and countries and nations to come to the Lord overnight because of tragedy. My goodness, we can step in and begin to minister and see things start to happen like never before. And so... This is the time to step up, but in order to step up, we need to step down. We need to step down from the opinion and allow God to start moving 
through you. So this is what's coming today. Uh, this is October, the 10th month. The Lord spoke to me that 11 is going to be an important number right now. Maybe you've seen 11-11 on your uh, clock. Um, I see it all the time. I released a word uh, just a couple months ago, maybe, I think in August, about the number of 11. But I heard the Lord say to share this right now because it's important. 11 is the number of transition. That's 11 before 12, uh, you know, the new day. And then as we look at the the Bible, we're going to see this. I want to bring this back out right now. The encounter I had just recently. 11 is the number of transition. Deuteronomy 11, 11 was when they transitioned, the Israelites transitioned from coming out of Egypt, getting lost in the wilderness, and finally getting into the promised land. That was transition. It was an 11, 11. It's often, often said that 11th hour comes right before the new day. But here's a Deuteronomy 11, 11. But the land you're crossing over to the Jordan, take possession of, is the land of mountains and valleys that drinks from the rain from heaven. Wow, that's not like, uh, you know, in other words, God waters that we don't have to tend it by foot. And so this is the time we're going to step into the promised land for us. It's a time of transition. 2018 is a time of transition uh, for many people who are looking for it, who are willing to humble themselves. So 11 is a really interesting number. And the Lord told me, Eleven, the 11th month is going to be also very similar. 11 is also associated with some deep revelations. Closer look at 11 in the Bible. It's first mentioned. Listen, this is real interesting. The Lord gave me this revelation. Is it Genesis 32, uh, uh, verse, Genesis chapter 32, verse 22. Jacob takes his wives and 11 sons on a journey. <clears throat> they return to the land of his inheritance. That's important. The Lord is calling you into something. His original, he originally left because his brother Esau was angry because Jacob had stolen his birthright. But Jacob then began running from his destiny because of fear. And then one night in verse 22, that's 11 doubled, an angel of the Lord visited Jacob and wrestled with him until dawn. It was at that point that Jacob received the revelation that he was to change his name to Israel. And this is the man that Israel is named after today. This is it. Someone who wrestled with the Lord and he uh, was the 11th son of, um, anyway, um, he wasn't the 11th son. He had these 12 sons later. And and I just want to unpack this thing, but it was the 11th hour. And it was at that time that, that it took place that Jacob's wife, Rachel, he had two wives, they were sisters, but uh, they gave, uh, she gave birth to his 11th son, Joseph, who grew up to be a prophetic dream interpreter. It was Genesis 30, verse 22. There we go again, 11 times 2, 22. That was Joseph's major gift was revelation. And he actually used it to transition the, the, the nation, Israel, into a new season of blessing during one of the biggest economic downturns on earth. That's why you might hear people talking about the Joseph anointing. That's what this is. It comes right around uh, Genesis 31. It goes in through, through 41. But Jacob, in Genesis 31, this is his father. Jacob is visited by an angel. He's given revelation on how to prosper over his father-in-law, who is ripping him off. And he uses this revelation to transition and to receive back what he was robbed for. 
I'm telling you, starting in October through the through November, which is the 11th month, we're going to get revelation over the next two months to be able to do what Jacob did and get dreams and visions and understanding. Interestingly, this took place. Jacob, who was later called Israel, he was getting these dreams while Rachel, his wife, was pregnant with Joseph, the dream interpreter. It was Joseph who carries prophetic, his father's prophetic gifting far more than anybody. Joseph was the dream interpreter. Uh, and uh, he, in Genesis 35, verse 11, here we go again. There's that verse 11. Uh, at number 11, God spoke to J Israel, Jacob, prior to this. And during the time, listen, that Rachel was dying at the birth of her 12th, of the 12th son, Benjamin. Now, this is very important because it was a time of transition between 11 and 12, losing a loved one, maybe also revelation that Jacob, uh, you know, could continue and be fruitful and multiply. Benjamin, though, the 12th son, carried his mother's anointing and he was loved and favored by his father. Now, number 11 occurs during the transition of leadership, you know, and, and that's what we've been in. I want to tell you 12 is coming. And the 12th son, Benjamin, this is revelation right now. If you think about it, the 12th son of Israel. We don't know a lot about him, but we know his mother uh, died giving birth to him. And he was instrumental in being the, uh, the, the joy of the father. And so in my heavenly encounter last May, I had an encounter about this. Uh, I don't know. You might think I'm kind of taking this off, but I'm just trying to unpack this in a way. It's hard to bring all this heavenly stuff into a conversation with you and um, and trying to communicate it. But I had a two-hour encounter last May that <clears throat> had to do with the coming revival. And what the Lord told me was called the Rachel anointing. This is the wife of Jacob that died uh, during the giving the birth to J Benjamin. She named Benjamin Ben-Oni, the son of my mourning, because she had been mourning over him and his calling. And his father then uh, renamed him some of my right hand, which was very interesting. Listen, the Rachel anointing was mourning and bringing it in. And then the father comes in and renames him, says, no, this is my right hand. In other words, this is authority. It was Rachel's tears and pain that brought it. And it was his father, Jacob, renaming him, recognizing him and something new happening. And so there's a lot of many uh, of the intercessors out there right now operating in the Rachel anointing, being able to weep. I tell you, I'm carrying this myself. I'm weeping so much right now over the revival, over the tragedies. The Lord told me I would be a man of prayer in a time of war. He told me that in, in January. I've been praying every single day. I spend so much time in prayer and, and watching. I have to go watch the news. Uh, I had a... a, a actually install a couple of apps on my iPhone uh, to get the news Associated Press or something that was uh, not political so I could see what was happening because God's moving right now because those that weep before the Lord, they have been strategically placed. I want to tell you right now, many of you have the Rachel anointing or maybe you have someone who did. I had someone who wept over me till I came into the kingdom when I was 32 or right around there. Uh, and she wept and wept, and she was in her 90s. She had been weeping over me, 
and crying over me. And she was just a family friend. But the Lord had spoken to her when I was eight years old. And then when I was 32, 33, I preached my first sermon. She died a few weeks later because she had the Rachel anointing. She died giving birth to even me as a spiritual son. I want to say right now that God is doing something. Jeremiah 31, 15 is the Rachel that was uh, Rachel was weeping in heaven that are over her children. And these are the ones part of the great revival. These are the ones that are have been cast out, the, the sheep who've been pushed out. Uh, and so I want to say that you need to grab hold of this revelation. There's also the Joseph anointing. Now, Rachel was Joseph's mother, and then Joseph was the son. And I, I want to share the mystery of the of the union, not in a, a weird union way, but when you bring these two anointings together, it's very powerful. I'm raising up people, the Lord says right now, the Lord says he's raising up the Joseph anointing to bring wisdom and revelation to produce kingdom finances like Genesis 41. It's helped save Israel. And he's also bringing in the 12th son of Jacob, which is Benjamin, which is the youngest, who's the son of my right hand. And it was greatly beloved by the father. So this is a time for Rachel's uh, prayers and tears to be answered as she's been weeping in heaven and the mystery of their union then is the Joseph anointing coming into agreement with the tears of his mother. One cries out from heaven for revelation. The other hears it on earth and brings it about. So the Lord says, I'm raising up Joseph and Rachel anointings right now. We're going to see this, these, they don't have to be married, uh, but families, we're going to see them start to happen all over the place. And this is important because the coming great re revival will require a lot of money. It will also open up the opportunity to minister into the government and into legal systems. All right, let me just pray over this and activate it. Because I tell you, I wasn't going to share all that, but every time I would go to get near it, uh, I would get this heaviness of the Lord would come on me. Like right now, I can sense that there's a, there's a heaviness on this message so right now, Father, I pray and activate these words. Release the, the Rachel anointing to weep, the, 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 uh, the to travail in the spirit, the weeping that's going to open the heavens. Release the Joseph anointing. That's a favor and finances so that we can reach the Benjamin generation, the 12th son, the one that was greatly loved. Release the money and finances, Lord. Right now, shake it open. Proverbs 13, 22, shake open those things that have been hidden in darkness. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would cause us to put a muzzle on our mouth, that we would know your will, Lord, and step into it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, you know, I have a couple of announcements, but uh, my website's dougaddison.com and uh You'll want to check that out. Also, my daily prophetic words. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter, The Doug Addison on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Doug T. Addison. Hey, I want to talk about this first of all. There's something that we got real excited, uh, me and my team. We haven't done a webinar. The webinars we were doing are pretty, pretty bizarre and pretty, pretty anointed. Bizarre meaning, wow, we had no idea the feedback we started getting. See, I used to travel around a lot to ministry schools and people would you know pay me to come in and I would talk about deeper things than I talked about on Sunday morning yeah I would stay around on Sunday morning and speak at their church but 
in the ministry school, that was the deep things. So I started doing webinars uh, two years ago, where it's a two-hour uh, school of the supernatural level that you can take over the internet, and uh, it's live with me. And so it's been seven months since we've done one. In fact, tonight, uh, and tonight only, uh, you're going to have the opportunity, if you're watching right now, if you're watching the replay, this won't work, but you can sign up for the early bird discount because it's coming Saturday, October 21st. I want to invite you to attend. Uh, this is a powerful one. How to discover your message and get it out to the world. I want to help you grab hold of your life message and uh, implement a plan to release it and so that people can receive it without unnecessary headaches. I want to say, listen, it's cost me a lot, a lot of headaches, a lot of time. A lot of frustration doing it wrong. Cost a lot of money to t- you know to get all the different training. Some work, some different. Didn't work. The Lord gave me strategies once once I went through this to to uh, pull it all together. And I want to save you time and money and pull it all together. It used to be quite a chore to get your message out there. I traveled uh, for ten years, 150 days a year as a speaker. Now I loved it, but I only reach maybe a couple thousand people a year back then. There was no way. But then God said to me, I want you to go global. I want you to use the internet. And now we're reaching millions of people. I kid you not, we're reaching millions of people a year. So I still love doing live events, but God showed me that there are strategies on how to take your message online to reach people. Now about 90% of my ministry and messages are shared through the internet. Uh, Even this month, Spirit Connection webcast you're watching right now is probably one of the strategies, you know, not probably, it is one of the strategies God gave me. Uh, Daily prophetic words, another strategy gave me. These are my things. I want to help you find yours. And so now you, you can actually find out more about this. Uh, DougAddison.com and just sign up for it if you'd like to. It's uh, $37, but if you sign up tonight, you'll save $5 off of that. And it'll be the best $37, I'm telling you, it will be. It, you get the notes and you get the replay of it as well. You don't have to take it live. It can be done anytime. So this is a time to pull back the curtain. God told me this, pull back the curtain and help people. People come to me all the time and say, how do you do what you do? And we want to do that now. We want to show you. Uh, And so if you feel stuck, maybe you want to get your ideas out to the world. Maybe you're struggling to write, or maybe you need to write a book, website, blog, whatever. Um, Or maybe you you are part of a group that supports that. And um, this is the time like never before that you can get your message out there and I want to help accelerate you. I have an accelerated learning ability where the Lord gave me some of these strategies and so I'm excited that that's coming. We're going to open that early bird rate registration right now. You can click on the link right there. Uh, so that is tonight only. All right, so get ready. God's doing something new right now and I'm going to be speaking if you're uh, in the Los Angeles or Southern California area I'm going to be speaking in the month of June, uh, excuse me, the month of October with my good friend, uh, Mary Crowley. And if you've ever seen me in Father of Lights uh, in the video doing the interpretation, she's the other tall blonde besides me. My friend, Mary Crowley, we're going to be doing an event in Pacific Palisades, uh, Saturday, October 28th, 7 p.m. It's a one night only. It's called Renaissance of the Revival Convergence. It's free. So get ready. It's at the um, Palisades uh, Lutheran Church. Get ready 
come dougaddison.com. Just go to the events page. Also, while you're there, uh, check out the donate button if you'd like to, to become a partner with us. We reach a lot of people uh, through the internet and we do it with your prayers, with your support. So you can actually give right now. We are a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. You can go to dougaddison.com forward slash give or you can text the word love to 45888. 45888 L O V E 